about a month ago, we started to get all these rumors about the PS3 and the Vita stores shutting down. And that sent people into a frenzy because eventually Sony said, hey, by the month of July, many of those things are gonna go goodbye. And that led to people buying a lot of PS3 digital exclusives, uh, PS1 games, Vita games, PSP games. And now Sony said, okay, maybe that was not the best idea. So my bad, my bad, it's gonna be okay. But it did beg the question of, which are some of those PS1, PS2, these classic games that digitally, they may be a lot more cost-effective to buy, or just generally speaking, hey, just go back and get some of these PS1 and PS2 games. So on another episode of A Cast of the Past, we're gonna be talking about some of those classic games worth buying or playing in 2021 and beyond. And then afterwards, we're gonna have that legacy conversation about the PlayStation 3 console uh, with yours truly, Juan Velas. I am from Puerto Rico. Joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, we have Ryan McNulty. Now, Ryan, in your case, you have a PS3 that just refuses to freaking <laughs> die. He's got That's he's true. got the fat console that people the 60 want. Gig. People. The 60 gig with the PS2 backwards compatibility. It's still kicking. It's because I leave it dormant for like a year at a time before I boot it back up again. That's that's how it survives. Exactly. And considering the fact that, that it works and you have the full physical backwards compat, but even then, when you found out that it was supposedly and then confirmed and then taken back, <laughs> what was your reaction to the store shutting down? It was, well, I best I better go buy a, a bunch of PS1 and PS2 classics that are really, really expensive to buy now that game collecting has absolutely taken off, as well as probably take a look at any, you know, PS3 games that just happen to not be on the PS4 stores, because I, I didn't want to be in a situation where some of these games that I plan to play maybe eventually, uh, I didn't want to be kind of stuck with no digital option and then having to resort to paying way too much money for a physical edition of it. No, I totally get you. And I had a similar situation where, look, for those that don't even have a PS3, PS1 games cost between six to 10 bucks, six to 10. There's a couple of games like uh, The Misadventures of Trombone. That game goes for over $400, people. Over 400 it's just ridiculous or like six to ten bucks on the psn and then on the ps2 the average price with the exception of i think it's like psychonauts it's five the rest are ten and then you have a game like god hand ten bucks digitally or about a hundred uh physically there is a, a caveat that i feel like i gotta mention which is it has been confirmed that the PS3 has an internal battery, kind of like the Pokemon battery, you know, like the Pokemon games where, mm -hmm. you know, once that battery dies, you lose the save. With the PS3, if that happens, you actually lose access to your digital stuff. Like the PS3 will not allow you to play your digital uh, games because it's trying to check up on the expiration dates and all that. There are ways of fixing it, of repairing it, but it's still a concerning thing, but I, I just wanted to get that out of the way and I have like a hypothetical conversation of when you think about the PS1, let's go with the PS1 first. You're like, man, if you have a PS3, you want to boot it up because all PS3s play PS1 games physically and digitally, which would be one of those first games that you're like, you you got you to gotta buy this game and play it. Unsurprisingly, I'm going to bring up Silent Hill as one of the best PS1 games to pick up. The the physical copy which i do have is pretty expensive now and silent hill is a game that 
it didn't get any remake or re-releases. So that's kind of a tricky thing where even, you know, Silent Hill 2 and 3 got re-releases, even if it's a terrible version or there's like Xbox versions and things like that. This one, it's just, it never, it's not on any collection. Konami just doesn't do a good job of like re-releasing their games, I guess. They just like their uh, game machines. I mean, I guess they do, they do a good job with like Metal Gear and stuff, but anyway, yeah, Silent Hill, <laughs> better than better than this. <laughs> I mean, know? yeah, better than Silent Hill, sure. Yeah, Let's go so with it's that. like, okay, do you want to pay 80 plus dollars? Although I think last you looked, it was like $200 whenever, when there was the scare with the store closing, I think. Um, but yeah, at least 75 plus. But you can pick it up for what, like eight bucks on the PS3. I don't know why they haven't put it on PS4 or anything. But wow. Get get this. So right mm-hmm. now, this auction has uh, two. This is where it's going to be a painful conversation. Like yeah. as we talk about games, I'll look it up on eBay. So right now on eBay, twenty seven bids with two days left. What do you think that's going for right now with two days left? Let's say two hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, it's at ninety one. It's okay. at ninety one. Right. But I it's got two days left. I got freaked out hours. when you sent me that screenshot the other day, and I saw a bunch of like two hundred dollar prices. A greatest hits copy buy it now is going for one sixty. A greatest hits, wow. so so I, it's more than know, double. I don't feel as bad about getting it for like seventy bucks like uh, last October. Now, <laughs> yeah, not not bad at all. Uh, another one I definitely want to bring up is Castlevania Symphony of the Night because that's another one that the physical copy last I checked was around ninety dollars. I don't know where it's at now. But that's another really great game, the whole Metroidvania uh, style with going through the castle kind of more openly. Uh, it's I've never been able to beat that game, but it has some awesome music and it's a lot of fun to play. I just happen to be very bad at it, uh, but it's regarded as one of the best Castlevania games. And right now that's going for $200 uh, buy it now. Yeah. So... This whole situation, like the prices will go down. The fact that Sony uh, confirmed this, like a lot of PS3 games, like tripled in price. And this happens with the game market. It happened with like GameCube and GameCube is still just like freaking stupid when it comes to prices running. It's insane. Uh, That's that's the crazy. That's one, I guess, because it a lot of the games weren't like they didn't make as many copies of the games. That must be part of the reason it spiked up so much compared to. Yeah, that's just one of those anomalies that I'm still trying to understand. But it could also be people hitting that nostalgia age for GameCube. Definitely. And uh, as you look some stuff up there, one game I'm going to talk about, I actually had this people uh, recommended this game on on my channel. And I thought it's like six bucks right now. It's a Klonoa The Door to Phantom Isle. Had you played this game? I have not, but I did check out your Player One uh, video and it actually yeah, looked damn right you did. I, I did and it, it did catch my eye and looked pretty interesting and that game is like a ridiculous price I, i'm just gonna look it up right now but for those who don't know it's a 2.5d platformer so it's side scrolling the character's 2d uh but the world is 3d it's like this early ps1 when you think of a ps1 kind of 3d game like this comes up tomba kind of comes mm-hmm. up and it's stupidly expensive. Like right now, a buy now copy is two hundred and eighty dollars. Right, <laughs> and that is Does, the lowest one that I can find. Is that worth it in twenty twenty one? Hell no. Just get just spend like the six to ten bucks, people. Or 
The Japanese copy, I think this is a game, it does have dialogue, but I don't think it's enough. Like the a Japanese copy goes for 35 bucks and it's got a pretty cool cover. Uh, so that's one game I wanted to uh, bring up another one. And this is just one of my favorite games of all time is a uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, people, when you think about the PS1, everybody's like Final Fantasy 7 through 9. And then you have the PS1 version of Chrono Trigger with a lot of like loading screens. But this to me is the defining Final Fantasy game because the story was made better in the PSP version. The translation in this was a little rough. It's one of the only games that have actually beaten more than three times. And you know, Ryan, I don't yeah. do that a lot. And this is like a 50 plus hour game. And the story is still to this day one of my favorite adult oriented stories. There's so much complexion in the characters. And this is around $10. And just the soundtrack alone will make you want to play this game. And I actually have a black label physical copy. And I haven't looked this up. So this is going to be this here final <laughs> fantasy nice. tactics. In the PS1. meantime, I will mention Symphony of the Night is something that's available on i think it's on ps4 and xbox and stuff so you do have more options there but if you happen to be going on the spending spree that it's it's another option available to you exactly and uh oh it's not nearly as much 50 bucks i mean no no disrespect yeah. to final fantasy tactics i did expect <laughs> hey, that to be a little bit higher it's still appreciated about ten dollars if you think about it Exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, I think other games that are interesting are like the Twisted Metal games. And I'm going to I'm gonna fast forward and also include Twisted Metal Black on the mm-hmm. PS2 because, I mean, that game is just yeah. so freaking good. Yeah, a lot of people regarded Twisted Metal 2 as the best back in the day. But I know, I think, was it you or Keith that went back and played it? Like about a year ago and was yeah, like... we were going to review it on the yeah. podcast and I was the one that I started playing it and it's it's not a bad game, but once you play Twisted Metal Black and then you try to go yeah. to that one, it's like, oh man, that, that, that doesn't hold up too well. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people didn't like Twisted Metal 3 back in the day, but I feel like 3 was a little bit more refined than, than 2 even in some cases. Um, some other games that... I'm not 100% sure have been released on other, um, you know, re-released or anything, but Parasite Eve is a game I've been meaning to play for a long time. Same. Uh, And that's something that is available that I'll most likely be downloading. Dino Crisis, something we will be talking about pretty soon, hint, hint, wink, wink, uh, is also available. Uh, So that's something, you know, good to have. And probably Dino Crisis 2 is on there as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're they're both there. And uh, just a, a couple of last PS1 games here. I got to bring up Mega Man Legends uh, 1 and 2. You know, I, I have uh, I picked up the first one again recently after many years. And in the in uh, in other episodes, like we'll be talking about games like Super Mario, right? And th- those games didn't have any right to be as good as they are. Mega Man Legends has got voiceover, cutscenes, third-person shooter. It It should fail. And the first one is a little rough mechanically, <laughs> right? It is a little rough mechanically, not going to lie. But what is there is so good. And the graphics were way ahead of their time because this is like cell shaded before people knew you could mm-hmm. make cell shaded games. And I think that right yeah, there it's is like, what made that game hold it's up. It's kind of like the anime style for, yeah, like it looks it looks pretty good for its time for a PS1 game. And you get that little monkey that moves around when you save. 
Oh, that I, dance yeah. is a glorious. It's freaking but amazing. I watched I watched Juan Rage on a stream playing Mega Man <laughs> Legends against that boss thing that was shooting the oh, rockets. Oh, hell no. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. And, and for those curious, um, the PS3 store is almost impossible to browse classic games. As a matter of fact, like outside of North America, I think it was Europe or something, they removed any classic references. So unless you actually search the name of the game, it is legit just not available. Even on the PS3 store, when you go to classics, you can categorize by PS1, that still only gets you less than half of the games in the store. That's because, and this is just stupidly weird, all all PS1 games can be played on PSP. PSP. Not all of them can be played on Vita, which makes no freaking sense. So because of that differentiation, like some games are PS3 games, but they're actually PS1 games. So make sure to look up PS1 as an O-N-E altogether. Go to classics and go by genres because it's pretty hard to find them. And there's over 200 available on the store. Or just look up a list online and then just input the name of the game. Right, that that's not as fun though. It's not as fun. It, it's the journey, right? It's the journey, not the destination. I'm man. There's other options, okay? There are, there are, and hey, we we have some up. Op- We're straight up looking at the Wikipedia list right now of some of the PS2 classics available on PS3. Now, PS2 classics are not PS2 remasters because on the PS3 we got a lot of those, like the Sly Cooper HD Collection. Ratchet and Clank's HD collection. Those are different because it is PS2 games that they HD fight, kind of like Shadow of the Colossus, right? Mm-hmm. They made it widescreen, bumped up the frame rate, the resolution. PS2 classics are literally emulated versions of PS2 games on PS3. That means even if you have a slim that is non backwards compatible, like myself, you can actually play any of these games. So don't think like, oh, I ain't got that fat model Ryan has. Like, no, that doesn't matter, people. You can still play these games. So uh, which of these, like, are ha- based on the list that you saw, Ryan, is there anything that uh, comes to your mind? So PS2, I think, is a little bit of a different ball game uh, in in this situation because I think it's a little bit easier to find a lot of those PS2 classic games. And most of them are cheap. Like, if you want to play, like, Vice City or... Uh, you know, something like that. You can usually pick up a copy for a very affordable price. And if you have a way to play PS2, then I think it's not as crucial because I think PS1 is a little bit harder to find. But one thing that did catch my eye looking at this list was a series I've been meaning to get into, and that's the Fatal Frame series. So uh, it's definitely interests me with the whole survival horror. A lot of people say, like, if you like Silent Hill and Resident Evil, this is a series to check out. And this is one where I think sometimes the physical games for these can be tricky to find. Um, I know at least with a few of them. And that's something I'm, you know, I'll probably be looking to download uh, some of those games and and try them out. I'm going on the eBay machine because I am curious about that. All right. So Fatal Frame is interesting because there's two versions of these games. Like, I know there's multiple games, but they have reprints. So the reprints go for a lot less. Even then, we're talking about 60 bucks for a lot of these. Mm -hmm. So 60 bucks, 10 bucks, like... I don't know about you, Ryan, but my standard is if a physical copy of a game is 10, but the game is 20, I'd rather get the $20 physical copy. Yes. Now, if it's 10 digitally, 
and 50 physically, that's where I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I'm willing would to make the sacrifice. When it comes to spending big money on physical games, I'm pretty much only going to do it as like a collection piece if I really love the game. Thus, the whole Silent Hill thing. Like, would I pay more for like a boxed Zelda game? Of course. But when it comes to a game that maybe, maybe I'll try out the digital game and if I really love it that much, I'll actually go and get the physical game just to have it in my collection. But uh, yeah, I think it's nice to have that option to try it digitally and go from there. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that one of the games that, once again, it was recommended to me and I bought it on the PS3 is uh, God Hand. God Hand is weird. This is a pretty expensive game. Like I mentioned, it's about 100 bucks, And it's a third, not, not a third-person shooter, third-person camera angle, beat-em-up, action-adventure, role-playing game <laughs> with tank controls. Kind of, but not really. So it blends so many things that it should go wrong. And it was lambasted when it came out. Like, reviewers, not happy. But what's there is really freaking good. And it rewards you for having a lot of patience. Like, you will die within seconds if you're not good. But once you figure out some gameplay mechanics, you go from getting killed to, like, blazing through the game. And I'm still, like, at the beginning of it. But I think that at 10 bucks. It's definitely worth a purchase because I do think it's like a pretty, pretty awesome game that had, had you heard about it? Because it's also got like a weird title and the cover is literally like a guy with a, 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 a fist going through his mouth. <laughs> that is a game which, again, I, I did be I was reminded of it watching your wonderful player Juan channel. Uh, yeah, and I saw you talking about the game. And then I was like, that sounds super familiar. And I wonder, did you did you play this game before ever? Or was yeah, this so super- before. Because I feel I like maybe won. you talked about it way back in the day. Because it's it, when you when I saw that video, it really like it brought me back of like hearing about it. And yes, yeah, that a couple game, of months ago, like, the artwork I, you've brought up on, on the video podcast looks very familiar. It's bad. It, it, it's bad, though, but. <laughs> I actually won. It's like the weirdest story. I bought, I won a modded PS2 with a built-in hard drive. And then he had installed one game just to uh, uh, have a game included with it. And the game was Scott Hands. So I'm like, uh, I have like this unwritten rule. Like people, I know emulation is a thing, but I, I feel like I have more of a commitment with a game when I own it. So mm-hmm. even though I had it on my PS2, I still bought the PS3 version. Plus it's like with the HDMI out, it just looks a lot cleaner. But it's pretty damn good. So what else? Uh, what else? We, we, so what else are we talking about here? I want to talk about a PS3 exclusive. I think it's digital only in the United States. So I'm, you know, prepping for this conversation. I was looking around at games, you know, PS3 games to get before the store closes. Of course, before we got the news that they're going to keep the store alive. And every list I go to, you know, I go to one list. I see Tokyo Jungle. I go to another list, Tokyo Jungle. Another list, Tokyo Jungle. I'm like, what is this Tokyo Jungle? Why do I keep seeing Tokyo Jungle? So I look up some gameplay footage. And apparently this is a game that was like a hit everywhere else but the United States. It just didn't like take off. And I I could see why because maybe animal cruelty is a little bit of a thing in this. But essentially... The gist that I'm getting from seeing gameplay footage is that 
you play as an animal and you get to pick like your starting animal and you eventually unlock more and more. But I think the first two animals you can be is like uh, a deer and a Pomeranian, like a little Pomeranian dog. <laughs> and your objective is to like eat to survive. So if you're like a carnivore, you want to eat the other animals and you have you you want to be stealthy and like sneak up and attack them. And if you like sneak up perfectly, you can get like a clean kill on them. And then you eventually can unlock other animals to play as that are probably better and more effective than a Pomeranian. Uh, but that's pretty adorable to start out as one. I mean, yeah. And then if you want to go super hard more hard mode, you can play as like an omnivore. You play as like a deer or something where you can only eat plants and you got to try not to be killed. So it just huh. it's just a very uh, like interesting game that like I've never seen anything like heard about anything like it. I could see maybe people are sensitive of like cute animals attacking and killing each other <laughs> could maybe put some people off. But it's now intrigued me that I really want to to try this out. Yeah, I don't think people like seeing dogs and cats and stuff being killed. But hey, it's in this world, it's it's eat or be eaten, apparently. Uh, but it seems pretty interesting, and I definitely want to try it out now. I actually have it as part of a PlayStation Plus, so I didn't have to buy it. Even though like the day I unsubscribe from the service, I'm kind of screwed because it's like if you don't have access to that, then you can't get it. But I actually downloaded it because like you, um, everybody talked about it. The The footage that I'm showing on the YouTube cha- uh, on the YouTube version of the, of the show is the first time I'm actually seeing gameplay. And I'm just like, this is either the most interesting or boring game that I've seen because <laughs> you're just straight up playing as a dog in here. And they're, oh my goodness, he just ate like a rabbit or something. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not showing that right now on, on screen, even though it's animal on animal action. Yeah. Make of that what you will. It's nature. That's what it is. But that is, yeah, it just, it's an interesting concept. And I feel like it could be very intense about like trying to survive and everything. I mean, think about trying to play as like the deer. I I would definitely, if you stream that, I'd definitely watch it. (laughs) I think that would be pretty hilarious. I'm actually very interested in in playing it because it's, it's not a game you think about. People understand first person shooters. They understand platformers, but then you show something like this and it's like, wait, what the, what the hell is this? And so I don't think ever got a physical release, at least in the United States. And they didn't carry it over because I don't think it was a hit here. So they didn't carry it over to anything else. So this is potentially the only legal way to play the game in the United States. So, I mean, people, you know, you, they may not shut on, down the stores now, but you never know. And just a couple of just uh, uh, lightning round recommendations, even though I haven't played these games, there are so many Shin Megami Tensei games. I mean, when you talk about Persona, Devil Summoner, all of those are available on the store. There's like the Siphon Filter games, even the PS2 game, Omega Strain, I think it's called. So if you want to be able to celebrate the library of PlayStation, not just PS3, there's a whole lot of stuff in there. So I really would recommend just turn on your PS3 and take your time because it's truly not easy to find a lot of these games. And if you have recommendations, uh, please go to the uh, Discord over at acastofthepast.com slash Discord. We have a video game section. You can drop all of that stuff over there. We have like a lot of people that love that PS1 Saturn generation that I'm, I know if you just like go in there, it's like, hey, suggest a good survival game that's not Silent Hill or Resident Evil for me to buy. Hey, there's like a fatal frame. And if you've played that, 
We haven't, so let us know what you think about it. And now, Ryan, we've talked about the fact that because Sony said, hey, I'm, I'm pulling back, I'm not going to shut down the PS3 store, it kind of laid the question of how important is the PS3? Because the, PS, the PS4 and the PS5, we've seen that Sony has not been the friendliest with backwards compatibility. They've even said, like in many interviews, uh, people don't care about playing the past, but then on, on the Xbox side... You can still play OG Xbox games. They're like, Xbox hold my games. beer. This thing plays everything. <laughs> exactly. And even though there's like stuff missing, uh, the it's impossible there. because of licensing. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that the effort's there. Like, I, I realize it's a tall order for them to do every single game, but I commend the effort. Exactly. And it, they're not just porting it. Like, if you put in a 360 game and they've patched some stuff, like, it looks way better than the original version Whereas the PS3 really was the last console that I'm going to say is they celebrated, right? They celebrated PlayStation because the PS3, you could have Blu-ray movies, right? Which, which was a big deal, kind of like the uh, PS2 with the DVD, but you could also play DVDs. You could also play PS1, 2, and 3 games with those first consoles. So you could go from like 240p to upscale 1080p because like 1080p games weren't really a thing. And I think that we should have a like a small conversation here about the legacy of the PS3. Do you think that it is one of the or the most important PlayStation console? I don't know if it's the most important, but I would say maybe it has the best utility of any PlayStation console. You mentioned Blu-ray, DVD, the fact that the original model could play PS3, PS2, and PS1, that just makes it a a very versatile machine that can do a lot, you know, on top of the digital library and everything included with that. And that's, I mean, the reason having that model of the PlayStation is the reason I haven't had to go back and buy a PS1 and a PS2 because I can get the full experience from that one console. Do I think the game library maybe matches up to a PS2? Uh, that That's a little bit of a tougher conversation because it did have a very rocky start. And, you know, it had a few big winners at the early part of its life, but really played a lot of catch up towards the end. And that's where a lot of the best games, uh, you know, were released for the system. So that's that, a pretty that good observation. early that early library in the six you know five hundred ninety nine U S dollars it oh, had yeah. a very very rough start and it it's hard for me to call it like the PlayStation console but it definitely has its own kind of position as being the best all in one PlayStation machine that you can get. I think the PS3 is both the best and the worst consumer-friendly console because <laughs> yeah. $600, but like, forget about the price, right? Forget about the price. Especially that that launch 60 gig model, you could put in a TF card. Who, who had TF cards in their home? Memory Stick Duo, SD cards you could put in there, PS1, PS2, PS3. Hey, Ryan, you have a you have a memory card from like the PS1 or 2. You can get the accessory. You can plug yeah. that Just thing in Just take a there. USB keyboard, plug it in. It works. Exactly. It's kind of like the Xbox 360. Think about the name, right? 360. The idea was that it would encapsulate all of your life. You know, they wanted to make it an entertainment center. I think in many ways, the PS3 did an incredible job, but 
in contrast to 360, they only had one generation before that, right? And hey, you had Halo, you had a lot of great stuff. 360's lineup, I mean, Gears of War alone is freaking amazing, you know, Halo 3. But Sony had, it's like, you go back to the PS1, some of those games don't necessarily hold up. Others do. You know, we've talked about Silent Hill, Resident Evil, uh, a lot of really good stuff there. The fact that you could just pop that disc in, but you don't, and you don't have to lug out the old console, get the old controllers. You could have a, an internal. There's a virtual memory card, and you could have endless. That. Yeah. And like, how much did memory cards cost in that PS1, PS2 generation? Weren't like they like forty bucks? Right? Were they that expensive? To- yeah, if you got like a first party one, they were pretty expensive. Right. We don't talk about the Mad Cats ones, okay? <laughs> hey, we do not talk some, about those. There was actually some decent Mad Cats ones that hold, held a lot of storage and it never broke on me. Right? Mad the Cats are hey, decent. Don't, they, that doesn't listen, go together. The controllers right? for Mad Cats is a, t- a different story and I will, I'll go, I'll agree with you there. But I think the memory cards, if I remember correctly, were actually pretty solid. And sometimes I would buy the cheaper controller just to get the memory card. So, yeah. I mean, that is part of it. But what do you think about the fact that with the PS3, not only did you have all of that, right? You could even just put in... I remember uh, back in the day before before the days of Netflix and all that, you could just, uh, with a USB stick, you could also make it a CD player, MP3 player. Uh, I think it was like MP4s were also accepted in that. And this is without accounting the PlayStation Store. You know, we've talked about the fact that you can buy PS1 and PS2 games digitally in that. Do you think that there, there's another console that you would say was more uh, accessible and consumer-friendly? We're removing the price point. We're talking about the console, especially that 60 gigabyte model and what entailed in, in video game history. I, I don't think there was one that was more consumer-friendly because, I mean... You could look at the PS2, right? Because if you look at it for its time, it could play PlayStation 1 games. It could play pretty much every single PlayStation 1 game. And you had, uh, but you didn't have the like digital downloads or anything. It just wasn't out yet. So I think PlayStation 3 has to be the most just because it has two generations that it can go back to plus all the you know online uh the online store and everything that comes with it the free online multiplayer granted it was never as good as xbox's online play but the fact that it was free and then the ps4 hours when they decided to start charging people right or was it free on ps4 as well is it PS5 uh, it is... that they're charging? I don't remember. I think PS4, they were charging people for online. I don't remember. Man, I, I barely play PS4 online. You just made me <laughs> yeah. think about that. Yeah. The, the fact that I, I have to think about it, I, I have a PS4 and a PS4 Pro, and I'm like, wait a minute, can you? I Yeah, I'm pretty sure you had to pay for, for PS Plus. I think Plus. so. Jesus, it was that long ago that like it feels, right, it feels like it could like, be either one of those. It's yeah. really bad. Uh, but yeah, they continued in the... Yeah, I would totally agree. PS3, consumer friendly, I think that's just another thing on top of it. The fact that for Xbox 360 online, you had to pay for PS3. You It was completely free to play every single online game. And I think something that a lot of people forget about is uh, compatibility. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the games. Think about when the PS3 and 360 came out. The first 360, if my mind serves me right, did not have an HDMI out. That's correct. It was still like component 
it was like an, an upgrade. The PS3. Did, I don't even know. A, did it have Wi-Fi on it too? No, no. It didn't. You yeah. had to buy like a, you had to buy an antenna and eventually came built Not to in. mention the rechargeable controllers, which 360 also did not have. So the more that you think about it, once again, it's like, look, okay, you know what? This is actually an interesting question. Now we are adults now, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You and I have jobs. Knowing what we know of the PS3 and all of the things, would you say that three six hundred dollars it is expensive from a consumer standpoint? But considering it offered all these things, it, it really wasn't expensive. It was just hard to reach for a lot of people, right? Yeah, because they were still losing money on that system because they were like Blu-ray technology was so new at that time that a Blu-ray player, which all it did was play Blu-ray DVDs. It was was actually more, I think at the time, was actually more money than the PS3. I can't, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But nevertheless, even if it was just $400, still, you pay $200 more and it does so much more than just play a, a video. Jeebus. So the first uh, Blu-ray player was actually a thousand dollars. Yeah, see, that exactly. was the first one. It was f- so for four hundred dollars less, you could get a machine that did so much more than just play Blu-rays. Exactly. Like after that, the average price was like four to six hundred dollars. But let's put it this yeah, way: and like, that's just the Blu-ray technology we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Never mind rechargeable controllers, the Wi-Fi capability. You didn't need an Ethernet cable in the backwards compatibility with PS2 and PS1. And and the crazy thing is that when I got the PS3, and I've talked about this before, is I was in a transitional period, right, where I didn't understand what HD was because I hadn't seen it, right? So I had one of these like hybrid CRT 1080i televisions, and I mentioned before that my first Blu-ray movie that I watched was uh, The Condemned. I saw Condemned and Ratatouille. Of course, those would be the first two that you watch, <laughs> but I was blown away by how it looked, but also like widescreen gaming. This was like my first real time experiencing that. And that wasn't the case for a lot of people. Like I looked up forum threads of a lot of people saying, hey, when I was playing Resistance or Killzone 2, I was playing that on my tube TV, on my four by three TV. Mm-hmm. And that's because you still have the composite yeah. component hdmi and all of that was in the same console yeah it was actually when i first got my ps3 i did not have an hd tv so i wasn't like fully appreciating it yet and then um probably like six months into having it i spent (laughs) i spent 500 bucks on this tiny little polaroid brand polaroid of all things branded HD TV that I had in my dorm room in college that, believe it or not, still worked up until about a year ago. <laughs> First of uh, all, Polaroid if, made TVs? Yes, what? they did. Yes, they did. Um, but what year was this? Okay, I, I got to look oof, up a picture of this. So this must have been 2008. I want to say early 2008. I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> it oh, was, wow. Yeah, I know exactly what it you're was talking probably about. Like yeah. a, 16 inch tv or something um, is it the one with the silver bottom it's um on it's the second one on your on your images for those who have the benefit of the up one that that was the one right there it's just this wow. like very square looking 
model. Yeah, people like, like imagine like the first boring ass HD TVs. Yeah, it like, looked like a computer, like a boring computer monitor, basically. But you know what? It still it still looked beautiful. Call of Duty Four never looked so good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and man, another thing is like like it's interesting where I think this conversation is going a very different. Uh, thought process that you know initially this was just going to be like mainly about the backwards compatibility side but even the fact that now like i'm actually holding a ps3 controller and the ps2 had wireless controllers it had the logitech one which was freaking awesome but even on the 360 they hadn't fully committed right you could buy the wire controllers as you mentioned it's like you had to get the adapter if you wanted to recharge your controller yet ps3 took a big risk with just saying, hey, this is wireless, you can plug it in and charge it, but it is a wireless controller. I will say, at launch, it didn't have DualShock. And mm -hmm. I think that when you think about PS1 through 3, the PS3 controller is the worst build quality-wise because I hate the triggers. Like, I love the console, but the triggers at the uh, back of the shoulder buttons... They've never felt good. And I think the PS2 it was easy sometimes to like slip off of them too, and your finger would kind of go like underneath it. Yeah. Not always the best. I, I never had too much trouble, but every once in a while you'd run into that. Exactly. And to begin to provide some closure about this, you know, it's easy to focus on the first one, but a lot of people, because of all the reasons we mentioned, like expensive as hell that first console with the exception of yours uh <laughs> they were super faulty like my 60 gig uh, 60 gig uh, fat model got the yellow light you can still get a lot of ps3s they did the the fat model had three versions i believe it was like the 60 20 and 40. 80 i think there was an 80 for sure it, they had multiple versions, yeah, because I think there was also one with MGS4, but then they eventually came out with the Slim. And I think when you, I think when people think of PS3, that's the one that often comes to mind. Mm -hmm. I actually have two of those. And then there's the people made fun of the first PS3 is like the George Foreman grill, but I think the Super Slim, oh, that legit was looks junk. like a grill or from what I've it, seen. I've seen on what like Scott the Waz has talked about it or whatever, and it like the one with the shutter thing on it. Yeah, the, yeah. The, like uh, I've heard that one's total junk. <laughs> apparently, it's like it's like super reliable. People say like, "Hey, this is because it it supposedly doesn't have a lot of moving parts as mm -hmm. opposed to the other ones." So the reliability is among the best ones. I will say visually, like, look, a console at the end of the day is the thing that plays the games, right? And that yeah. should be the priority, but. When you look at the PS2 and the PS2 Slim, the PS2 Slim was a tiny PS2, right? Mm -hmm. Which is still freaking mind-blowing. This one, I think from a design standpoint, I think it's more practical, right? Because instead of sliding the disc in by having it be a top loader, kind of like the PS1, maybe it's cheaper, but eh, visually it's all right, right? Yeah, I think as far as best looking model, definitely the regular PS3 Slim looks the best and you know is obviously like built a little bit more sleek. The the P the fat one is definitely more clunky, but it's obviously got the most features. And I, I think that's kind of the problem is they were too ambitious with that first model. It was too good and it was just too expensive for them to just keep making more and more of it because it was they were losing the battle against Xbox and they're in you know it's and they're losing all this money making these super expensive systems that eventually they just had to give in and start cutting costs and unfortunately that meant cutting some important features but 
uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's they they did end up winning and it was a winning strategy for them. Yeah, exactly. And I think ultimately the PS3 is a very memorable console because it really was the last console that took a lot of risks. Like the 360 was pretty safe. Once again, like it's easy to look at the end of the generation and mm -hmm. things were pretty similar, but no Wi-Fi, you know, no HDMI at launch where this console had everything. And I think the PS3, especially talking about that 60 gig, I think a lot of companies saw that. Like Nintendo saw that look like, hey, the the, the Wii is basically an up upgraded GameCube, and even that's putting it mildly, but it's sold. I think companies scaled it back a lot with the PS4 and Xbox One generation yeah. that I've said it's like the safest generation. Oh, they actually absolutely. took a step back from a creative standpoint. Oh, for sure. Um uh, Nintendo was really the only one that took a risk and it didn't work out. <laughs> but um, yeah, Xbox One and PS4, it's like, w aside from a couple exclusives, they're this, it doesn't really matter which one you get. They're, it's just, hey, these are PS3 and Xbox 360, but with better graphics, a little bit of a smoother display and a little bit more hard drive space. And hey, all your games now have, yeah, the only innovation was all your games have like a two hour install before you oh, play. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was okay. Pretty much yeah. the, the biggest thing they came up with. The PS3, we, we've just, just to close off with some negative stuff. The install times suck bad, really bad. But not, like, but at least on the PS3, there was only a couple games that needed that install. Well, not, uh, there was more. There was towards the end. There was more like GTA four, I think was the first big game that needed like an install before you play. Put it this way. I counted. I think it was MotorStorm Apocalypse. It took me 30 minutes to get into the game. And th that happened a lot yeah, because I mean, not so much the like, initial install. <laughs> the f I tried to play Cyberpunk on my PS4 and that took like two hours for it to download. And then it was piece of crap game <laughs> yeah i mean th th that's the, the 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 bad thing about consoles that were online and just for curiosity's sake anybody wondering sales wise like at the end of each generation xbox 360 sold 84 million copies uh, consoles and ps3 87.4 so they were really neck and neck i mean even to the towards the very end nintendo switches at 79 based on this article and that's probably outdated at some point here but i think generally speaking people think about consoles like the dreamcast and the sega saturn shout out to me what had to bring up that console there <laughs> because they're very memorable consoles but at the time were not as appreciated and even though the ps3 is by no means an underrated hidden gem console when you look at technology in 20 years, you're going to be like, that console was way ahead of its time. You could say the same thing about the Vita. Like, everybody's talking about OLED screens. Guess who did that in 2011? The damn handheld console. So, Sony, what we're basically telling you is, you did, you did some good stuff, yeah. a little bit too ambitious, but hey, we, we got we to gotta give you credit for that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they embraced Blu-ray, and that was when HD DVD was still a thing and they decided to favor that technology and that's the one that ended up actually winning. That was a bold move. You don't really see 
too many consoles launching with like a brand new type of technology that was barely like available to people yet. Uh, so that was definitely that is something I think that whole Blu-ray decision will be something, you know, 10 more years down the line when there's more like history of video games and people are looking more nostalgically at that generation that that Blu-ray decision will be like one of those pivotal video game history decisions that we look back on similar to like the launch of the NES, you know, maybe not to the same significance, but still like one of those pivotal moments. No, absolutely. And uh, thank you, Ryan, for being part of this sexy, awesome PS3. You know, I love talking about the PS3. I, I could talk about this console <laughs> it's your bread for, and butter. for endless that hours. The Wii U. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. Is it worth a play in 2021 or 2021? I'm going to say yes, people. <laughs> and if you agree or disagree, there's different ways you can let us know. At castofthepast.com slash discord. You can hang out with a bunch of awesome people. If you're listening to us on podcast apps, uh, please consider leaving a review, even even if it's just like, hey, Ryan's a pretty cool dude. Five stars. That really, really <laughs> does help get the word out. Which is like 10 reviews. He's like, hey, Ryan's a pretty cool dude. He's like, well, I, I got to check out the podcast. There's this Ryan dude. Yeah. And then people see me and Keith. I mean, that could happen, right? Yeah. But uh, please subscribe also at youtube.com slash a cast of the past. And Ryan, send us away unprepared with a positive <laughs> message that will make all of us just much better human beings. Let's see. What does John Cena usually say? <laughs> never back down, <laughs> never know. quit. Never I, back I just, down, never quit. <laughs> my mind defaults to John Cena if I can't think of anything else. <laughs> oh, come on. Give it, give, I give said never back right? down, never quit. That's what I said. <laughs> well, you people, never, come on. The five-star review <laughs> dropped for two for a cast to the past. That being said, we just want to say, like, it has got to suck for when Sony announced that they weren't going to shut down the store. All those people, like, I saw comments in my videos of people saying, like, I spent $500 <laughs> buying digital stuff. And Sony's like, ooh, it was man, like, this is kind no, of No, Sony's like, yes, it was all part of our plan. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Damn you, Sony. <laughs>